if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. My friends, these words, along with the image of a meal found in today's gospel, strangely made me think of the Eucharist. More particularly, it made me think of a survey conducted in 2019 by Pew Research Center. According to this survey, 69% of self-described Catholics do not believe in the real presence. They do not believe in transubstantiation, but instead for them, during Mass, the bread and the wine were only symbols of the blood and the body of Jesus. Meanwhile, only one-third of U.S. Catholics actually believe that during the consecration, the bread and the wine are actually changed into Christ's body and blood. Think about that for just a minute. Only one in every three Catholics in this country realizes the significance, the significance of what, or rather of who, is present on this altar during Mass. Now, the result of this survey was astounding and concerning, to say the least. Given the fact that our teachings on the Eucharist are some of the most essential doctrines of the Catholic faith. Now, mind you, this survey was conducted in 2019 before the pandemic lockdown. Can you imagine how things have changed since? After all the drama of COVID-19, after no public mass was celebrated for almost three months, and after some people still refusing to return to worship in person, even when things have returned to normalcy. That begs the question, why? Why is there such a decline in this fundamental belief. Well, people came up with all sorts of excuses and reasons from the effects of secularism to poor catechesis, so on and so on, all of which I do agree. However, this morning, I'd like to focus on two obstacles, two specific obstacles that prevent us from actually believing in the Eucharist. And that is the obstacle of impossibility and the obstacle of familiarity. I know, big words, but please bear with me. First, we talk about the obstacle of impossibility. My friends, we live in a time when technological advances are exploding. There seems almost nothing that human beings cannot do. 
There was a time when a little device like this that control everything belonged to the world of science fiction. Not so much anymore, is it? Could you still remember the size of the first cell phones and the first computers? Do you still remember a time before unlimited talk and text? Do you still remember the time before we have access to the entire world at the tips of our fingers? For us, this world of possibilities is expanding and expanding and expanding. So for us human beings, it is no longer the question whether we can do something, but rather when we're going to do it. And here's the irony, as the human world of possibilities continues to expand, God's world of possibilities begins to shrink, at least in our mind. We believe that one day we can clone humans, that we could go and build a new colony on a different planet, we believe that one day we can overcome all illnesses and diseases, but we dismiss the fact that God can create this whole universe out of nothing. A God who came into the world to live among us and to suffer along his creatures. A God who taught us to live well and who ultimately laid down his life for us. Faith is dismissed as superstition. In this world, in this world, everything has turned upside down. We have a new creed now, and that is human beings can do everything and God nothing. Faith is dismissed as superstition. And so do you blame the Lord for challenging us with those powerful words? If you have faith, the size, the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. If we have faith, the size of a mustard seed, we would have no problem believing that God could change something as mundane as bread and wine into his body and blood to feed us. Now we turn to the obstacle of familiarity. You know well, familiarity breeds contempt. You and I, we come to Mass, some daily, some weekly, some monthly, and some barely ever. But the structure of the Mass is the same. And so in that routine, if we're lucky, we get good music and maybe a good homily. If we're not, 
then it's just a routine activity. But in the midst of that routine, we can easily, easily get bored. Get bored. And so we do not see and do not appreciate what is happening before us. My friends, if we cannot see beyond the veil of familiarity, we cannot see how salvation history is unfolding before us, how Jesus Christ continues to redeem humankind on this altar. For it is still His body which will be given up for you. And it is still His blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. If we do not see beyond the veil of familiarity, then we cannot appreciate what a magnificent, a precious gift that is taking place before us. And if we don't recognize what a gift this really is, then instead of recognizing the benefits it has on our souls, we will act like we're doing God the biggest favor by being here. And missing Mass is no longer a big deal. Worse, worse, we can take for granted the gift and instead and instead feel like we're entitled to receive him we forget that it is god who chooses to give himself to us we're not entitled to receive him we forget that as a gift we ought to prepare ourselves more carefully to receive him with devotion. My friends, as a priest, as a priest, it is the greatest privilege for me to stand in the person of Christ to bring about the body and the blood of Jesus Christ and to feed you with that life-giving food. How I dream of a church that sees beyond the obstacle of impossibility, that sees beyond the routine and the familiarity. How I dream of a church that appreciates the sacrifice of Jesus Christ made present on this altar. How I dream of a church that is grateful for this Eucharistic banquet where saints and sinners gather to be nourished and sanctified. How I dream of a church that loves Jesus Christ, present in the bread and the wine, body, blood, soul, and divinity. How I dream of a church that does not take for granted what a magnificent gift this really is. Of course, with the eyes, with the physical eyes, we can see no more than bread and wine. 
but they're not symbols. With the eyes of faith, we can see and truly see that it is our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. There lies in the host that you and I receive the strength, the solution, the grace that we need to face all the problems of life. So like the disciples, we ought to say to the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith so that we may overcome any obstacles that may prevent us, that make us indifferent, callous, and doubtful towards the Eucharist. Because, my friends, did the Lord himself not say, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life within you. Just so we know, he meant it.